Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Petra Burt. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do and we're talking about a little bit of a, a somber subject in this podcast. In our previous one, if you listen to them consecutively, which I know some of you listeners do, we talked about the sad issue of losing a dog. I recently lost my good boy, Bones, to cancer. And we discussed that in that podcast as well as, I mean... If you love a dog, you're going to lose them. And we've all lost dogs, multiple dogs. So we talked about that and some of your options for seeing it through, what to do afterwards. Today, what we want to talk about is the changes you may see at home if you have other dogs or cats at home. And this is doggy dog world, but we all know we love cats too. <laughs> and most of us have cats, except for those of us, Kate, who have terriers who cannot trust their dog with a cat. Get him, get him, get him. Yeah. <laughs> but Patron and I both have cats, and I know a lot of dog owners too. So we're going to talk about what happens to those pets at home as they adjust to their new normal. And I know with my situation, Bones was, for lack of a better term, and it's kind of outdated, but it's still, for lack of a better term, Bones was the leader of the pack. He was the boss. He was the instigator. He was the one that went through the door first. He was the one that ran the fastest and told the other dogs to chase him. He was the one that decided, basically, I won't say he was a dictator, but he was definitely the leader. And in the first few days after his passing, Hero, who was the middle child, <laughs> was lost. And there were a few times I caught him standing in the middle of the living room with his head down, just going, I don't know what to do. Just standing there with his head down. Nobody's telling me what to do. I don't know what to do. And I would tell him, Hero, go lay down. And he would go, oh, good, okay. <laughs> now, Hero's a wonderful boy. He's not my brightest. He's not dumb, but he's not my brightest. But the biggest thing is... He's not competitive. He's not competitive. And he's used to following the leader. And he's definitely not the leader. And he's not going to be. Seven, who's the youngest, is already looking at the potential of stepping up to being the leader. Which I would expect from the bitch anyway. Using bitch in the proper terminology, usually the bitches are more dominant. Bones wasn't about to let her be more dominant. Right. But, but Hero will. Hero will probably be very happy to have another leader. When you lost Walter, though, it was a totally different dynamic. No, Quill pretty much had a party. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh. I don't think he was ever sad. That annoying <laughs> other no. dog is gone. Oh, he's growling but, him when he like, steps on me and didn't listen. Yep. But you <laughs> lost two in a short period of time. You lost Katie not long after Walter. Well, uh, year. Was it that long? Yeah. Oh, wow. Time flies. So. And Katie's, again, was... I mean, she was 17. Yeah. Um, I adored her, but I took her in, what, the last three or four years? 
months. Or maybe I'd a, maybe a little bit more than that. Four or five. I yeah. knew her longer. Yeah. Because she belonged to a friend of mine. We'd all known Katie. And then when my friend had to go into assisted living, I took Katie. And she was, I mean, I joke that she was a, just a level above a potted plant. She was a sweet dog. She was a very sweet dog, and it didn't matter how much she lost her hearing about everything. She could still hear the refrigerator open. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that old dog's selective hearing. <laughs> Once I built her a little ramp so she could get up on the ottoman next to Virginia's chair and be able to beg for food and get the occasional treat, she was thrilled. That was her throne. She was great. So, but then... She slipped and tore her ACL, and it was quite painful. And at her age, and with associated heart and lung issues, no, they were like, no, no, we're not putting her under. We're not putting her through rehab, et cetera, et cetera. It's time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, it wasn't do I sit around and go, do I need to decide now? Yeah, I had to because she was in pain. Yeah. And pain pills, you know, for a day or two or something. Yeah. So I did take her home for 24 hours, and uh, she had all of the chicken she could eat. <laughs> I remember you said that. Show up, show up to heaven with a full tummy, because, you know, they might not feed her there. <laughs> she had been showing kidney issues, so they had her on a low-protein diet, oh. which was not making her happy. Yeah. So I was like, here, have all the protein you missed in the last year. <laughs> And I continued to give her pieces of boiled chicken as they put the line in and then the, the initial sedative and the final. And she was just still munching away going, yeah, this is she good. She better not talk to bones. <laughs> right. <laughs> so from slip to making the veterinary appointment, you know, it was 24 hours. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's still, I mean, I'll, she stayed on that little perch. But it still left a gap in the house, mainly with the humans. Yeah. More than Quill. She and Quill just kind of ignored each other. But it was a big change for Virginia, too. Not to have something. And the day before she slipped, she would still scream if she didn't feel like she was getting a treat. Strange <laughs> screams that she could do. So, yeah. Even even a potted plant can leave a, a hole in the household. I knew a Keeley. She, even though she was a Pomeranian, she was still a boss dog of everybody else. Oh, yeah. And her little place was right next between the pillows on my bed. And for a while, because um, Poncho sleeps next to me, has to touch me. But he, probably for a good know, five to seven days, he, you know, he would always, knew that was her spot. So he would sleep a little bit over, but it took him a little while to get close and then take over her spot. Because surely so she was, was hiding under the covers. Yes, or the little hiding under... would come out and bite him in the butt. <laughs> yeah. My spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bones is passing, besides leaving Hero feeling kind of lost, my big orange cat, Kirk, missed him. The kitten didn't. Seven didn't. Not really. They were both younger. Bones was the adult, was not involved in raising the kitten, whereas Hero was. The kitten's a foster fail, by the way. So I got her at two days old and fostered her, and then she never left because Kirk, the cat, chose her. But Kirk wandered the house for a couple days, I think, or at a couple different times, meowing. He'd stop in a room and meow. Nothing happened what he was looking for. He'd go to another room and meow. 
come down the hallway, meow. And then he quit, but he did that several times over two or three days. In fact, he did it again last night. So he's looking. He's searching for bones. There's something missing. Mm -hmm. There's something missing, yeah. We had talked earlier about litter mates. Virginia had litter mates. Poodles. Miniature poodles. Stormy and Albert. And at the age of 15, when Albert developed cancer, and it wasn't really treatable, I mean, not without a, a lot of pain that she didn't want to do for him, put him down. Uh, Stormy was put down about six months later. They said heart issues, but I think she just, her heart literally failed her without her brother. Just gave yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Pedro and I have uh, Facebook friends, although, did we ever meet mm, at one of no. the English Shepherd gatherings? I don't, don't think, think so. so. Anyway, a woman and her husband who had two English shepherds, and one of the English shepherds was killed protecting. Their two English shepherds were littermate sisters, and the bolder one was protecting her house and family and sister from a big mama moose, and the moose killed her. The surviving sister, who was the more subordinate one, passed just months later yeah. just curled up went to sleep and passed away was heartbroken was so heartbroken and she witnessed it she witnessed what happened witnessed that her sister was gone like that tragically and her owners tried everything to get her involved in life again they did but she just went to sleep and passed just gave up very tragic and now they have no dogs. They lost both of them. Oh, and it breaks my heart every time she does that. House is so empty. Well, she she post she sent me private messages about bones the whole time from when I posted that I was going to have to make a decision all the way through losing him, and then a couple days after, she posted off and she says, "I'm not trying to intrude. I'm not trying to be." She says, "I." I know where your heart is, and I'm going, what? you lost two. <laughs> yeah. So. And for ourselves, I, today I got out of the shower, and I had been in a rush to get in, and I had dropped my black sweatpants. Oh, and you saw Walter. I came out of the shower, and I was my first thought was he was there waiting, as that was where he waited for me. Yeah. And it took a minute for my brain to go, oh, no, this clothes. Ah. Uh, so it'll sneak up. Yeah. My big thing that I saw immediately was, and I'm mid-range Asperger's, so I count anyway. I count things. I, I order things. And so I put things in order. So the dog's going outside. One, two, three. I don't say Bones Hero 7. I go one, two, three. Three dogs outside. Everybody's accounted for Open the door to let them in. One, two, three. All three dogs are accounted for. All three dogs are inside. And I do it mentally. And it was one, two. And coming in, one, two. And that was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. There was one missing. Maybe if I wasn't counting, but then I'm sure it'd still be the dog's name. But it was one, two. Or what about feeding time. Or fading time, you getting just out the it. food bowls. It's, like, it's just like brain memory, muscle memory. You just take out your food bowls. You're like, oh. I told you that the next yeah, day. I had to put one of the food bowls away in the cupboard. Because yeah. for dinner that night, for breakfast the next morning, I got out three bowls. 
And that in itself is kind of shocking when you go, no, I only need two. And it was almost a mm-hmm. little hurtful to pull out three and not need one. Right. Yeah. So I put it away. So now there's only two <laughs> with, with the food. And I only put two in the RV for the upcoming trip because it's, I only need one in a water bowl. Yeah, it's the habit things that I think hit the most because those are the things you're not thinking about. They're habit. And that leaves that hole. Yep. It's true for people. I mean, I can, after my mom passed, I can still remember waking up and thinking I heard her alarm, her bed alarm go off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, got to rush over there. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Try to go back to sleep with your heart pounding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, And, you know. Still setting a place for someone at the table, things like that. Yeah. And with Paul being gone, it's just me and the dogs and the cats. So, yeah, they're they're my family. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, The death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. So what's your reaction, Kate, when you hear Ben and Jerry's now has dog treats? Now I won't have to share my ice cream with them anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, when anybody comes near me when I'm eating my Ben and Jerry's, they're likely to get growled at. <laughs> right. No, I think it's a cool idea. I've sometimes made my dogs frozen treats or gotten some that are commercially available. But considering how much I love Ben and Jerry's, it's about time my puppy dogs got to enjoy that as well. I know my ultimate favorite one is the uh, Cherry Garcia. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll growl if anybody comes near me while I'm eating that. Um, I'm a chunky monkey freak. Yeah, <laughs> like that that way. But so also, the- I love peanut butter. And did you know that one of the new dog flavors is Ponch? It has peanut butter and pretzels. Ooh. And Rosie has pumpkin and mini cookies. That That's M-I-N-I. I'm sure it has lots of cookies, too, but they're <laughs> little small cookies in there, mini cookies and pumpkin, which I do give my boy pumpkin in his dinner, so this would actually be a nicer way for him to get it. Yeah. So I think I would qualify mine in the freezer with my ice cream, and then I'll have to label my, the dog's version of Ben & Jerry's as the frozen treat doggy dessert. And one way you can tell is instead of the black and white cow on the front of the little container, it's a black and white dog. Oh my God, that's for so the cute. dog treat. So, so yeah, you can tell which one is which because it's <laughs> their dog frozen treats are are not designed for humans. 
made with human quality ingredients, but not designed for humans, so you do want to keep them separate. And I can only give my boy a little bit, if I dare, of my own ice cream, my Ben and Jerry's ice cream, because, yeah, it doesn't always set well with him. But now he has his own. He's going to have his own. All right, so go out there, buy some for your furry little friend there, and then enjoy together. Enjoy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. So what can we do to help the dogs? I know one of the things I've done with my two is I've taken them with me a little bit more. They're here at the training center now. I took them to your house earlier, even though they weren't there to go for a a run. I took them with me. Mm -hmm. If I went somewhere the last several days, because it hasn't even been a week yet, the last several days, as long as I wasn't going to leave the car, because it's too hot to leave them in the car. If I was going to Starbucks to get iced tea, I took them with me. Where is most of the time, 50-50, I'll take them or leave them home. So I have been taking them with me a little bit more. But I can't keep doing that because I don't want them to expect to go every time. And I do think as much as possible your routines for them as well. Yeah. And knowing what they need. Like you said, you told Hero what to do. Right. In the absence of Bones telling them what to do. Right. And I did it kindly. I I didn't, oh, for Pete's sakes, go lay down. It was was very gently, Hero, you can go lay down. Um, find that new normal. Yeah. Somebody I did ask me one time, do you think dogs grieve for each other? Oh, so, yes. yes. There's no question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They grieve. They know the they difference. They might throw a party, but they also yeah, Well, there's some of them. Yeah, but either way, well, there is some <laughs> of emotion there. Uh, well, I... <laughs> well, this is the only one that threw a party. When Paul's and my old girl Dax, who was a bitch in all of the definitions of the word times 10 times 10 well she bit kate one day (laughs) she thought it was deserved but (laughs) but we made up later yeah dax was a bitch in all of the definitions of the word when she passed and she was an old girl she was 14 yeah something like that 13 14 she she was an old girl and when it was time for her to go, it was time for her to go, except my husband had a hard time letting her go. She was Paul's dog. When she passed, Bashir threw a party. Bashir was, she ran Bashir ragged. She was a bitch to him. When we'd come home from the training yard, I'd walk in the door from the garage. He would stick his head around and go, where is she? And sometimes she would charge at him. Sometimes she wouldn't. If she did, I stepped between her and Bashir, and he'd hide behind me. And Bashir was not a dog to hide. He didn't hide from anybody else in this world except for her. When she passed, he threw a party. He was a very <laughs> happy dog, and deservedly so. <laughs> yeah. She was a dog who let you know when it was time. Yes, but it took Paul a couple months after that to let her go. I couldn't make the decision for him. He had to let her go, but she was very clear when it was time. But she was incontinent, and she hated it. She couldn't control her bladder when she slept. 
I'd put potty pads under her, put diapers on her. Oh, God, she hated the diapers. And finally, I told Paul, you have to let her go because I went to put the diapers on her and she almost bit me. She snapped at me. She could have bit me if she wanted to, but she was just saying, enough. I don't like this. I don't want this. I can't help it. I don't want. And so I didn't. And I put potty pads on her. But I told Paul, I said, look, she's miserable. So, and I still had to take her to the vet. He couldn't do it. The softest man on the face of the planet. He never, ever, 37 years of marriage, and he never, ever took one of the dogs in. Softest man ever. So, but anyway, how can we help the dogs? Keep them on as regular schedule as we can. But also give them time to grieve. Yeah. Yeah. And And don't get upset if they grieve. Say how they grieve. Yeah. Might be wandering around looking a little lost. Bones was lost when Bashir passed. Of course, when Bashir passed, that made Bones an only dog. And he was not at all happy being an only dog. Thankfully, Hero's litter had already been born. Mm-hmm. And so it was only a couple months, or month and a half, I think, until we went out and got Hero from the breeder. But Bones was not happy being an only dog. And was actually a little fearful. And for as confident as he was, that was, that was very sad to see. With Kirk, with the cat... I dug out some cat toys. I dug out some catnip for him. He's one of those cats that likes catnip. So catnip in the middle of the tile floor, and he's rolling in it and purring. And But knowing who they are before, I don't listen. Don't project your own grief upon them, but wait and let them show you. Yeah. You know, uh, you were grieving for bones before, before you said goodbye, trying to snuggle with him. Yeah. And he was like, no, not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them the space to tell you what they need. How about that? Yeah. That seems so big. Yeah. When you lost Shasta, you had Teddy at home, right? I had Kona and Teddy. And Teddy? Yeah. Kona's the one that missed her the most. Had he lost his vision at that point? He did. So he he was blind and missing her. And missing her. And Teddy was a big doofus and no help at all. Oh, we're not glass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember Kona grieving her. Yeah, because she did help him around the house. You know, kind of as her, her little guide dog. <laughs> In my my limited scope, I would say that it really has helped the dogs, or the whole household, to to see the body. Yes, and that's one yeah. reason why I, one of my several reasons of why I had. The vet come to the house for bones. And then like Shasta go, we took Kona and, and Riker. Riker the two dogs were who were closest, closest to her. To her. Yeah. 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 It definitely. I did not. You did, Was it you? Who was it that had taken the dog, had him put to sleep, came back without the dog? And the other one. Ursa. Wouldn't go in that car anymore. Oh, no. That was, was Care Bear. Our last German oh, Shepherd. Shepherd and Care Bear. Our right. last German Shepherd, Michi. Paul was. Still in the Marine Corps, was deployed to the field. His dog, of course his dog while he's gone, Michi, went into multi-organ failure. And kidneys, liver, it's like his body just started to shut down. I already had a pretty good idea what was happening, but I threw him in the car, went to the veterinarian, and after the exam, the veterinarian told me what was going on, and I could see it. Michi was just collapsed and was just, he was rapidly fading. 
So we just eased him on. I came home without him, and Care Bear, my first Australian Shepherd, who was only about six months old at the time, blamed the car. Silver Subaru, station wagon, blamed the car. And I actually had to get rid of that car. Because if I forced him in the car, if I picked him up and put him in the car, he shook like he was on a vibrating platform. He shook and drooled and was scared to death. If I put him in somebody else's car, he was absolutely fine. He blamed that car. And it sounds silly, but I actually sold that car and got, got another car. Because he wouldn't get over it. That car was dangerous and took his buddy away, yeah. and his buddy never came home. Yeah. A, grief is a funny thing. It can be strange for people, but never mind if you don't necessarily understand what has happened. Ursa was another one. I made the mistake of taking her to the vet and didn't bring anybody with me, and the dogs at home had a really hard time. I had a cat I took when I was a vet tech. I didn't, I th- there's something wrong. Took him in that morning. We actually couldn't find anything wrong. Just as we were closing the clinic for the day, he had a brain aneurysm burst. Oh, 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 oh. And just died. And I still regret that I did not take his body home. Mm-hmm. I left it there for pickup. Mm-hmm. And the other cat was, the, the cat that died was like his baby. Bottle mm. uh, raised. Oh. And so he just was lost. Yeah. He yowled and searched and looked, stared at me accusingly. So, yeah, I really wish I had been, that I had shown him. I've had over the years three cats actually die at home peacefully in their sleep and never had a dog do it, but I've had three cats do it. And in all three cases, it was startling to me but it was good for the other cats at home because in all three cases well in two of the cases Zena was the only cat when I lost her but the other two cats always happens on my bed (laughs) but the other cats were all curled up with them you know with Flea and Tigger both the other cats were with them and it was like oh my god that's so wonderful and that seems to ease the, the grief a little bit. They were there with them. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. You do, because I was the same way I had litter mates. And the female had tragically passed and, and poor Cedar for weeks. Oh, yeah. God, it was heartbreaking. I, they oh, were so, Aspen and Cedar were so bonded, though. Yeah. I don't think so I've ever seen two cats as bonded as those two were. I mean... More so than just siblings. Yeah. They were, um, yeah. And he was sad for a long time afterwards. Yeah. Because he he pulled through it. I'm I'm so glad he didn't die like, you know, broken heart or anything. Yeah. He lived to 20. It didn't happen when they were 12 years old. He was an old cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good cat. He got spoiled a lot. A good cat. What else can we add? How can we help our pets through it? You can't fix it? No, you yeah, can't you can. fix it. I Take think care s- of yourself, too. I have some calming supplements that I have tried to use over 4th of July and New Year's that didn't really work. I did give those to both Seven and Hero for the first couple days. I don't know how much they worked, but I figured they weren't going to hurt. Right. And uh, 
I was just going to give them to Hero, but since he was getting treats, Seven went, hey! <laughs> and so she got them too. <laughs> I offered them to the cats, but the cats went, ooh. Gross. Is that poison? <laughs> cats. What are so, you giving me? Ugh. So I don't know. I guess the, the first two or three days I gave them to them. And then it just seemed like they didn't need them. But uh, the other thing that I want to add is if you're on Facebook, there are several pet loss, grief, bereavement groups. Mm -hmm. Just do a search on, on Facebook for pet loss or Check pet with bereavement. Your humane society. Check with your humane society. The groups are, you know, I don't think we see it as much anymore, but there's a lot of people who still go, you're grieving, it's just a dog or just a cat. I don't think we're seeing as much of that. Or maybe I just don't hang out with those people anymore. But if it would help you to talk to other people about it, there's sources available. And it's good to say, did I make the right decision and have people come back and go, yes. No, Whatever yeah. decision you make is right for yeah. you and your puppy dog. Yeah. I've been through it enough. I, I wasn't questioning it, but Kate and Patrick sir. Sure heard from me enough for a few days. And I, I will admit, the night before I put Bones down, I did form a Facebook message group mm -hmm. and went back and forth with people because sometimes it is easier to talk out your process, talk out your thoughts. I was pretty sure I was making the right decision at the right time, but sometimes it's good to hear from other people. Yeah. It's a hard decision, and it should be a hard decision. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But it is our final gift. Yeah. Our final gift, and I look upon it as my, and I'm not saying it in a negative term, but my responsibility. If I'm going to own a dog or a cat, I want to give them the best life I can give them, whether that be good quality food, take them on road trips in the RV, <laughs> getting them vet care when they need it, and making the right choice at the end of their life. So my responsibility, my gift, yep. you know, just plain not wanting to see him suffer. As former vet techs, I mean, yeah. that was a privilege to hang on to a puppy dog or a cat or even some other critters and say you've been well loved. It's time to release you from your pain. The veterinarian that came out to the house, I won't say his name because I didn't ask his permission to give his name out, so I won't. But he had practiced veterinary medicine in a big city for 40 years. And he and his wife raised their family, their kids, in that big city. And when the kids were grown and gone, he retired from active practice. They moved to San Diego County. But he, as he said, he found retirement wasn't for him. Mm. He, whether he was bored or, or whatever. So he was thinking what he could do. He didn't want to be a substitute vet for other clinics because everybody does things their own way. So he looked at pet hospice and in-home euthanasia. And my comment to him was, do you find it depressing, sad? And he said, no, just the opposite. I'm helping a pet leave this lifetime. And he said his wife does screen the calls. And if it sounds like someone is rushing it or doing it for convenience, we're moving and can't take the dog with us. He said she kind of screens those. But like me calling, my dog has cancer. He's declining rapidly, hasn't eaten in a day and a half. He's in pain. He's bleeding from the rectum. You know, those are obviously the quote-unquote the real calls. He says if I can help that 
pet leave this lifetime comfortably and without pain. And if I can help the owner, he says, no, it's not sad. And I'm going, oh my God, you're going to make me cry just for that. So what I initially thought would be a terribly sad job, you know, you look at it from a different point of view. Privilege. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word he used, a privilege. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope this wasn't too sad for you, but we wanted to cover the bases both in the last podcast and this one. Hopefully none of you will be facing this right away. (laughs) (laughs) Imminently. Yeah. But uh, hopefully it's also giving you some things to think about. So that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.